Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to mini episode 280 of Real Life Ghost Stories. And I have three spooky stories for you today. And the last story comes from the 8th of March, 2023. And story number one comes from Sophia, who may just be one of our youngest listeners. It's me, Sophia, who sent in the story about the Jaeger Beast. That wasn't my only strange thing that had happened. Today, I'm going to tell you about my imaginary friend that I had named Autumn. I say imaginary in quotes because I have a feeling that she wasn't. Mainly because she was different from my actually imaginary friend Peaches, who was basically Scooby-Doo but orange. I remember making up Peaches, but Autumn just kind of showed up one day and I decided she was just something I'd imagined. She was a girl around nine or so. I think the eldest she might have been was eleven. From what I remember, she had long black hair that normally covered her eyes, freckles and pale skin, and she always wore a green bucket hat. She often showed up at random times and asked me random questions or made me second-guess myself about things. Not only that, but she really wanted to steal my bike and mentioned that she had a shiny green bike with a brown basket on the front. She was also very mean and bossy to me for seemingly no reason. My mom told me one time that she said, You know, if she's your imaginary friend, you can make her be nicer to you. She doesn't have to be so mean. And apparently I said, I can't make her be nicer. My mom also said that I talked about her like she was a kid at my school that I was friends with. She often moved my toys too, but I thought I must have done it because I was convinced she was just part of my imagination, despite the signs that she wasn't. From what I remember, she often liked to hang out with me around sunset and especially loved it when we went to the park. She would sit on the swings with me but didn't swing herself. And she was really good at the monkey bars. Though she only really liked one park called Arbany Park where I've had paranormal experiences. When we went to any other park, she would be upset. She'd still play with me most times but she really disliked any park that wasn't Arbany. I have a distinct memory of going to eat at a Mexican restaurant with my dad and doodling on the napkin with crayons when Autumn joined us and she told me to draw her bike and when I did, she said she didn't like it and the drawing very much and that it didn't look much like her bike. When I asked her what was different about the bike and the drawing and the real thing, she said, the colour is too blue and the basket is the wrong colour and after that she didn't talk to me for the rest of the night. Another thing about her was that she was afraid of cars big trucks especially, and hated crossing the street. I explained to her that they couldn't hurt her, but she just got upset with me and told me that they did hurt her. If she really was a ghost, I have a feeling the way she died was getting hit by a car while crossing the street on her bike. 
It just makes the most sense to me, and it would explain her fear of cars and crossing the street. And on top of that, I have a very clear mental picture of a girl that looks very similar to Autumn crossing the street on her bike around sunset, and you can see a car approaching in the distance. Then it cuts to the girl's head hitting the road and the sound of a car hitting its brakes. It's a mental picture I've always had since meeting her, and I could never explain it. She also used to tell me that her dad liked to go on fishing trips, but she never mentioned any other family aside from him. Autumn stuck around for several years, but then one day we got into a big fight and she left and never came back. I don't really remember what the fight was about, but I guess I really upset her because I haven't seen her since. Sometimes I wonder if she'd ever come back, but I doubt it. She already didn't like the town that we moved to and preferred our old town over this one, so I have a feeling she went back there. Again, if she is a ghost, then maybe she died there. In the end, I'm not really sure what to think of Autumn, but I always found her a bit strange. Out of curiosity, I've looked into obituaries for that town of people named Autumn, but didn't find anything noteworthy. But I don't really have much to go on except what she looks like and her name. I'm not sure if she was a ghost or not, but part of me thinks that she was. I doubt imaginary friends are supposed to interact with the real world after all. Sophia, I haven't heard from you in a while and it is so good to have you back. And I don't know about you, but it sounds like a good thing that Autumn isn't around anymore because she sounds like she was pretty mean. At least if you're going to have like a ghost friend or an imaginary friend, whatever it is, the least they could do is be nice to you, you know? So it sounds like she wasn't a great imaginary friend and I feel like Peaches is a much better imaginary friend. You know, Scooby-Doo, famously a vibe. Orange Scooby-Doo, definitely a bigger vibe. And I really respect that you tried to find out some information about her and see if there was anybody that passed away in that way. And I think your suggestion that she may have been hit by a car or a truck when she was crossing the road on her bike seems like it would be pretty reasonable based on her behaviour when she was knocking around with you. And I, I, well done on trying to find out any information, but you're right, it is really hard to find out any information when you just have a first name. And actually, you know, in this instance, you don't even know if that is her real first name or if it was a nickname or if it was a middle name. And I hope it isn't too horrible to have that vision in your mind of a girl trying to cross the street on her bike and being hit by a car or a truck. And obviously, I love hearing from you, Sophia. And if you are listening to this and you want to see some of Sophia's amazing artwork, she has sent us some drawings in the past and they are on the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com and you can check them out on the homepage of the website. And story number two comes from Tilly. Recently, the things in my home that I cannot explain have begun occurring more and more frequently. For example, about a month ago, I was having a sleepover in my living room with my three friends when we all heard the distinct sound of my dog scraping at the door, clearly wanting to be let in. We all sat up and looked at each other confused, as we had all recently been moving around the house and had been sure to shut the dog in the kitchen so that he wouldn't be walking around the house in the night and waking everyone up. One of my friends happily volunteered to go and let him in, so got up and climbed carefully over the rest of us and walked towards the door. She opened the door and frowned. What? I remember us all asking. There's nothing there, she replied. I remember we had been all extremely confused and gotten up to look, and sure enough there was no dog in sight. 
I checked the kitchen only to find the dog wasn't there either. He must have been asleep in his bed on the landing. We all brushed it off as us just hearing things, though the uncanny thing was that we had all heard it. A few weeks later, I was on my own in the house recording a Snapchat video for my friend when I heard the same scratching at the door, but this time it was so much louder. I had laughed and smiled, telling my friend that I would go and let him in, sure it was the dog wanting to come in and sit with me. I flipped the camera and opened the door, revealing absolute thin air. The dog wasn't there. I had laughed again and thought, oh, he must be scratching at the kitchen door. So I continued to film as I walked towards the kitchen, opening the door and realising once again that he wasn't there. I called him and he appeared from upstairs. He had been asleep on the landing. I returned to my living room and continued with what I had been doing before, though now a little on edge. I started to record again, having the distinct feeling that something was going to happen again. And sure enough, the second I pressed record, there was a loud bang from somewhere in the house the familiar sound of one of the doors slamming. Somehow, in that moment, I had been fearless. I continued to film as I walked through the house. All the doors I had left open were open, and the door that I thought it might have been was wide open. It had sent a shiver all the way down my spine. I still remember the feeling vividly. I wasn't alone. About three days later, I had a large row with my dad and stormed off into the office, slamming the door hard behind me and sitting down at the desk. Ten or so minutes later, my cat sauntered in and leapt onto the desk. At first, I thought nothing of it. It was only then that I remembered that I had shut the door, hard, so there was no way he could be in here. I turned to see the door wide open. I know some people will say that I didn't shut it properly or that the cat was already in the room, but the cat was very much not allowed in the office. He had also been on my bed most of the day, and I know I'd shut the door properly because I'd heard the mechanism click to signal it had shut, and when that door shuts, it's often tricky to open. Today, at almost exactly 3am in the morning, I woke up shivering and shaking, no idea what had woken me. I looked out my door. I sleep with it open, stupid I know, but for some reason I freak out when it's shut. Only to see this dark shadow stood by the banister of the landing, sort of just staring at me. It tilted its head sideways before running towards me. I shut my eyes tight, awaiting the impact, but nothing. I opened my eyes to an empty room and an empty landing, it was gone. I'm still not sure I wasn't dreaming, but it's daylight now and I am sat in a room full of people as I'm writing this and it's still sending shivers down my spine. Said it once and I'll say it again. Shadow people need to get a life. Ha ha. And that may seem like a cruel joke considering the irony in it. But uh, no, I'm not going to take it back. Like I said before, if you spend your time as a shadow person loitering around the bedrooms of young girls and women, you need to get yourself a life. Get a grip. Find a hobby. Start train watching. Do anything else. The scratching sound really gives me the heebie-jeebies because when I think about scratching sounds, I think about dogs and then I automatically go to that, you know, that that horror story of the person and they have their hands out of the bed and they think their dog is licking their hand and it's not the dog and they wake up in the morning and the dog is dead. Yeah, sorry, Tilly, that's probably not very helpful to your situation. Doors opening and closing on their own, scratching sounds, shadow figures in the hallway. Sounds like you got yourself some sort of poltergeist activity. 
you know what I would do if I were you? And this is actually a genuine suggestion. I'm not making jokes anymore. I would keep a track of the days and the times that you hear the scratching sounds or that something weird happens like a door opens or whatever. And maybe some sort of pattern might emerge. And who knows, through that pattern, you might realise that actually it's something completely normal and non-paranormal. Maybe that's just wishful thinking, though. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. And story number three comes from Brianne. We live in upstate New York. Think of lots of trees and rolling hills. Our first home was just outside a small town and used to be an ice house back in the day and it was converted to a home at some unknown time. When we bought it in the early 2000s, we completely gutted it. The woman that had owned it previously was a heavy smoker, and we had to rip down all of the panelling and replace it with sheetrock. Her name was Alice, and she had lived in our home for most of her life. The activity that went on with Alice was pretty mild. We'd smell cigarette smoke in the house when no one smoked, and we'd also smell chicken and biscuits cooking. We would just say, hey Alice, and go about our day. Not gonna lie though, the chicken and biscuits made my mouth water. We heard bangs and walking, but nothing scary. Cue my daughter Madison, who was eight months old when we moved in. Once she started talking, it was a creep fest the whole time we lived there. She would always be talking to someone while playing, and every time we'd ask her, she'd get so frustrated with us and say... I'm talking to Erica. She knew no one by that name and we were always curious as to where she came up with it for an imaginary friend. This happened all the time. Maddie, who are you talking to? Cue the eye roll. Erica! She was a spicy little toddler. One time she was sitting on the couch making faces at thin air and gave me the typical Erica answer and it just creeped me the fuck out. Like sticking her tongue out while holding her cheeks... There was nothing there. My then husband and I would just shrug and go about our day because what else could you do? We moved out of that house when Maddie was five. Fast forward to now and she's 18 and I asked her about her imaginary friend and if she remembered what she looked like. Yes, she had long dark hair and she wore a white dress. She also told me that Erica once followed her to kindergarten. She popped up in front of her desk and Maddie yelled at her that she couldn't be there. Erica also scared her once, not sure how, and she told her not to do things like that, and apparently she listened. Erica stopped being a thing when we moved out of that house, but it lasted for years while we were there. Maddie tells me now that she sees shadow people all the time and could choose to talk to them if she wanted to, 
but hardly ever does because they creep her out. Me too, girl, me too. One of her best friends lost a friend to suicide and she actually felt him give her a hug meant for the friend. She's very intuitive and can read tarot like you wouldn't believe. But back to the creepy house. Maddie has an older brother that lived with us as well, Jared. He's five years older, so was about nine when this story happened. He didn't tell me about this until he was 20 because it scared him so bad. He was awake in his bed, trying to get to sleep. His bed was just under a window that looked out to the side lawn. He was looking out the window when he saw a bunch of lights and a metal object landed on our lawn. He then saw little humanoid creatures exit the thing and start walking towards the house. He was so scared that he climbed under the covers and doesn't remember anything else. Here's the kicker. The next day, he went out to the lawn to see if he could find anything left behind. Maybe he was just dreaming. He found four marks on the lawn, the exact spot where the legs went out to support it. Holy hell, and he kept that to himself for years. I had no idea why he was obsessed with aliens until he told me this story and he still hates to talk about it. Okay, Brianne, I've, I've had a, about enough from you. You're banned from the podcast, okay? The first part of that story, you know, I could deal with it. We've got a nice old lady haunting your house with the smell of smoke and also chicken and biscuits cooking, which is not necessarily a bad thing, okay? You've got your creepy daughter, slightly less okay, creepy daughter, seeing her creepy imaginary friend and then you moved swiftly to your son seeing aliens landing in the garden. This has given me such heebie-jeebies. I honestly don't even know what to say. Like, we know kids are freaky. We know kids have these imaginary friends that are actually ghosts in disguise. But consider my heebies fucking jeebied, okay? Now, somebody tagged me in that mean, or they posted it on the Facebook group. So there you go. It's a phrase I'm going to add to my daily life. And I don't know if anybody's noticed, but I've been pointedly avoiding all of the alien chat that's been going on at the moment. What with aliens landing in Vegas and the US government stuff. And I am not surprised that Jared still hates to talk about it because that sounds absolutely traumatising. Like, did they come into the house? Why doesn't he remember it? If it was a dream, why were there scorch marks in the garden? Please, somebody, somebody explain. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Real Life Ghost Stories. Thank you to Sophia, Tilly and Brianne for sending in your stories. Remember the last story came from the 8th of March 2023. If you would like to send in your story, you can do so by emailing it to Podcast at gmail.com. You can also check out the website Podcast.com. And if you are desperate for some extra content, you can subscribe to the Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash Stories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content as well as every single single main and mini episode completely ad free and on that note i shall see you next time planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.